TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makhlouf and Derek Wetmore with you, recording this show on a Tuesday for ScoreNorth.com, the Score North mobile app, and wherever you get your podcast. Derek Wetmore, fresh off vacation. Is this the first podcast you've done since uh, coming back from vacation? Roycey and I sat oh, down. Oh, you warmed up with Roycey. Yesterday, That's yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. he was the opening act. You're the main event. He was the, he was the bullpen catcher. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yes. That's about as well as anyone's ever stated. It. Well, it was it was yesterday that we were talking to Roycey that I, I I had sort of a, an epiphany, a realization about the Minnesota Twins as we were talking about the possibility that is still out there of signing Josh Donaldson, but also talking about Eric Thames going off the board and now a free agent field sort of bereft that's been picked clean of, of corner infielders. Is it crazy? Is it an exaggeration for me to say that now with Eric Thames off the board, that if they don't sign Josh Donaldson, that this season is bordering on, this offseason, I should say, is bordering on disaster for the Minnesota Twins? I don't think so. I get where you're is coming hyperbole? from. hyperbole? It feels like it to me, yes. Because I, I try not to be hyperbolic. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not I, that I'm guy. I'm not that dude. But when I when I look at this, this offseason and what they had before them, like if they had a to-do list set before them, to build off the big leap that you made last year as a team and opened that competitive window, which you're never sure how long it's going to be open, so you want to capitalize on every year that it is open. I don't expect any team, especially any baseball team, to perpetually contend for division titles, conference titles, league titles, championships, whatever it might be. There are going to be lulls. There are going to be down periods. But once the competitive window is opened, I feel like it is incumbent upon an organization, not a front office, to strike while the iron is hot and and to capitalize on that opportunity while that window is open. And to do that, Derek, I think we would both agree that they needed to address their starting pitching. And I'm sorry, but scraping the bottom of the free agent barrel with Rich Hill and Homer Bailey doesn't necessarily make me feel a whole lot better about this starting rotation. And on top of that, while I wasn't the biggest C.J. Crone fan, he was an above-average defender, but for most of the season, a below-average offensive player once that thumb started flaring up on him. You could not let other holes elsewhere on your roster open up, and it looks like um, again, unless you're going to get Josh Donaldson, it looks like you're not going to get a replacement-level player for C.J. Crone. Eric Thames was the last guy who I thought was a replacement-level player for C.J. Crone. Maybe a slight improvement when you look at the power numbers, if he can be consistent. But after that, you got to jump all the way down to Mitch Moreland for the next corner infielder yeah. who you can sign and, and plug in. And I'm sorry, I think that's a step down. I think that's a step down from C.J. Crone and the rest of the guys who you had working in between first and third base last year. So a couple of things here, because I get the, hey, look what happened with the Yankees. You needed more pitching. True. True. I actually don't even think the Twins would run and hide from that. Like, that's a criticism that is so fair. It's They would give it to themselves. Hey, we should have had more pitching when we went into that ALDS against the Yankees. We would have had a better shot. But I just... I think I'm the high man on the Twins right now, and that feels so weird when in 2018, I was kind of the high man on like, hey, this thing's close. 
And then I thought the Indians were the best team in the division. So going into 2019, I didn't think that the Twins had done enough to unseat them as central champions. And then I obviously I proved to be wrong about that. The the Indians dealt with some injuries. They won 93 games. The Twins had a historic season, franchise changing. Uh, like what what's the word I'm looking for? The phrase I'm looking for? Like just one of the most amazing seasons in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Kind of. And so I was wrong about that. And it seemed like everyone around me, um, listeners, fans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Score North app, uh, listeners to the Score North first place AL Center Champs twin show, co-hosts, media members, everybody – was like surpassing me in optimism, right? I mean, 101 wins, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I am left alone as the shore is exposed and the tide recedes, standing on the beach of optimism that this is a first-place Twins team. Everybody else recedes into the ocean, and I feel like I'm standing here saying, hang on a second. Guys, this is a good team. They are a good team. So I'm what, not, what am not, I missing? I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not a good team. And at this point, I'd probably still pick them to win the AL Central. But I will, t- I will tell you, I think it got a little harder. Oh, I don't, I don't for sure. Th- I don't think sure. the Indians are going anywhere, and and the White Sox are going to be a better baseball team. A from the free agent acquisitions that they've made this off season, some of those that the Twins were reportedly pursuing, and B the fact that they just have a lot of young talent that's going to keep getting better improvement from within, which is something yeah. I'm always preaching. The White Sox are going to be a problem. They are going to be something to be dealt with in the AL Central this year. The path to an AL Central championship is not as easy as it was last year, and it it wasn't easy last year, despite a, what was it, a 13-game lead at one point on June 3rd? I think I got up to 11. It still was not easy yeah. to win that division, and this year it gets even harder. And damn it, Derek, I'm not trying to win divisions, man. Those aren't the flags we're you. trying to fly I forever. Feel I feel you. We're trying to fly frugality flags. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> dollar, no. Dollar per win flags? We're trying to win. We're trying to fly championship <laughs> fla- oh. flags. World oh. Series oh, okay. championship flags is what we're trying to fly here, Derek, and you don't do that by taking steps back or standing pat. Okay. And can you argue that they've made a step forward this year as an organization in the offseason? Me? Yes. Right now? Yes. No. Okay. Hold on a second. To me, though. it was incumbent on them to take a step forward. So, I look at the 2020 rotation. I just let's just fire back and forth some takes. Okay. Because if if we're just if we're just not in agreement here, then we're not in agreement, but I think we're speaking the same language. On some level, yes. So, I'm not saying I'm not saying that this that this is a a a, a flaming dumpster in the Minnesota Twins organization or the the roster Some that they put the beach together. Are saying that. that that is not what I would say. What okay. I would say is I expected a step forward, an improved baseball club going into spring training off what we saw at the end of last season. Okay, and so I don't think we've seen that. And I, to me, if you haven't done that, it borders on disaster. The 2020 starting rotation. As it's currently constructed, including the absences of Rich Hill and the you know six week absence of Michael Pineda, twenty twenty rotation better or worse than the twenty nineteen rotation? Okay, better. Let's go through it. Okay, let's go through it one through five. Barrios, are you more confident in him this year or last year? I think it's about a wash. Okay, Jake Odorizzi, same question. I think there is a possibility we could see a little bit of regression from okay. Jake Odorizzi. Okay, also a possibility that we could see him pitch a little bit better. Sure. Let's go with a wash for both of those two okay. guys. Okay. 
Michael Pineda is not going to pitch the whole season. He didn't pitch the whole season last year. Are you more confident that Michael Pineda exceeds his 2019, given that he rounded into form in August and then got popped? And knowing he's going to miss less time. Are you asking if I think he'll be that guy who he was before he got popped? Yes. I don't think that he'll be that Okay. Good. I think there is some regression from okay. that. So he's like, maybe he's a fifth starter. Yeah. Okay. I think at best, Michael Pineda is a fourth or a fifth starter for okay. rotation. Homer Bailey. Better or worse than Kyle Gibson's 2019? Probably a slight improvement. I think you could see an improvement there. Okay. And I'm not going to like, this isn't the hill I die on. Homer Bailey's better than Kyle Gibson. Cool. Mm -hmm. After the trade, he refound his splitter. He's in Oakland. Have I run this stat by you? My fun Homer Bailey stat? So he made 13 starts after the trade. But one of them was in Minute Maid Park, where there was a garbage can banged on so loudly that it made the Cleveland Indians drummer outfielder blush. And we're going to have to talk about that at some point. Let's just throw that out for a second. Yes. Let's throw out the Minute Maid start. Mm -hmm. He was a disaster in that start. It was a terrible start for him. It makes his whole Oakland stretch look bad. You throw out that start just for fun, cherry-picking stats, and... Homer Bailey, the newest Twins acquisition. I don't have it right in front of me, Rami, but I looked this up for a column that I was doing for Score North, and I did publish the day that uh, that Bailey signed with the Twins. If you throw out that start against the Astros in Houston, he was 12 starts. It was like a 3-2-3 ERA or something like that. Don't quote me on the number. I don't have it in front of me. And like a 22.5% strikeout rate. It was basically Burrios, Odorizzi, uh, former territory. Odorizzi's now a tick above that. But Homer Bailey was like a solid mid-rotation starter after the trade to Oakland. So my only point here in all of this is that I think that the 19 rotation with the arms that they're going to add, Pineda, Hill, let's see what Gratterall is. Whenever Hill is ready to pitch. Sure, and I'm counting that August 1st, just mm-hmm. to be safe. I have sure. no idea. Yeah. I think the 2020 rotation is better than 2019, and now you know exactly what's facing you in October if you don't go do something in July, and you still have the prospect capital to do it in July. But you're going on the assumption that you're going to be in a position no, to I make get a it. move in You've July. You've got to win the division, and that starts with March, I know you can't just say, hey, we'll be in first place on July 25th and then we'll pull the trigger. I get that. That's such a dangerous assumption from my seat. If that's what the Twins are assuming, then shame on them. It's what the Indians assumed last year. They said, ah, we're better than the Twins. Are you? They found out they were not. And now the Twins are, the are twi- in a similar position. But are the Twins making that same mistake? I hope not. Just assuming, ah, we're better than the rest you know of this why division. I think not? We'll get to July and then we can do something. You know why I think not is because they were in on these free agents. They wanted Zach Wheeler. They wanted to get something so done. So go get him, man. Go get him. Do what you have to do to go and get him. All I'm saying is you wound up not getting any of those guys, but it was clear because- that you don't. You're not arrogantly sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to cakewalk this division and win it by 12 games. Clearly, they're not thinking that. No, but I don't think that they took it all that seriously either in, Which, terms, of, in terms of the threat in the division. If you, were, if you were taking it that seriously and you were taking going and winning the flags that we're really talking about. Dollar were, per win flags. If you were talking about that seriously, World Series championship oh, okay. flags. okay. You you don't go for Homer. You don't settle for Homer Bailey and Rich Hill, dude. That's not that's not those aren't championship moves. No, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. And if, let's say they are in position to make a move in July. I opened the show talking about the competitive window being open, yeah. and it's 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 imperative that you capitalize on that. 
what's going to shorten that competitive window? Having to trade prospects. You had a chance and and payroll flexibility. You had the chance and payroll flexibility between the names that were out there and the money that you had at your expenditure to upgrade without giving away prospects. Now you're going to have to upgrade by giving away prospects, thus making the competitive window theoretically shorter. Should those prospects pan out or would they have panned out with you? You're making the window shorter. Why are you handcuffing yourself? Why didn't you make the offer that you needed to make, that over-the-top offer? Like I said, Madison Bumgarner got five years, $85 million from the D-backs. And he's not that good. Tell him four years, 90. Come play in Minnesota. No, Madison Bumgarner. Absolutely. Rami. Let's back this up for a second, because you started this statement by saying that those are not championship caliber moves. Madison Bumgarner is also not a championship caliber move. Who's starting game one against Garrett Cole? Like Brios, you okay. don't have somebody to start against Garrett Cole. I'm saying, okay, but give me an advantage in the next two starts. Bumgarner's your fourth starter, or at least a wash in one of the next two starts, and an advantage in the third. Bumgarner might be your fifth starter if Rich Hill's dominant when he comes if Rich back. Rich Hill is on a mound. I'm not including Rich Hill in this conversation. <laughs> if Madison Bumgarner signed with we, the Twins, let's just say let's we just don't say. know when Rich Hill is going to pitch. That's right, and when he does, we don't know how long he's Throw going to pitch out. for between before his 41 year old injury riddled <laughs> arm is just going to fall off at the shoulder joint, all right? Throw him out. He's not part of my argument here. If you signed Madison Bugbarter 4 and 90, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. I was not a proponent of that move because then the ALDS starts. Cool. Let's say you didn't make any move in July because you're just like, oh, we're good. We got Mad Bum. Okay. Barrio starts game one. Garrett Cole. It's just hypothetically here, right? Game two, Odorizzi, Severino. Game three, Michael Pineda, Masahiro Tanaka, or James Paxton. Mm -hmm. Game four, Madison Bumgarner, and then the other one of those guys that didn't just start. I don't think Bumgarner is getting slotted behind Pineda. Pineda had a better year last year. Okay. I'm just saying. So we don't have to pick hairs on that and fight about it. I'm just saying it is possible. Pineda had a better 12 games than Madison Bumgarner before he got suspended for PEDs. I think you think Madison Bumgarner is better than I think Madison Bumgarner Not is. Not only that. I, I might be the low man. I think Madison Bumgarner, Bumgarner coming from Minnesota or coming from San Francisco to Minnesota and seeing the improvements that they were able to get out of Pineda, out of Odorizzi, even out of Martin Perez for half a season, I think they get more out of Madison Bumgarner than what you saw in San Francisco. Maybe. And then so you only add a half a run to his ERA for coming from the National League instead of a full run, right? I think he's a three starter at worst in this rotation. Boy. Okay. Well, agree to disagree, and it's perfectly fine. Madison Bumgarner to me isn't a difference maker, World Series or not. Okay. What what let's start here. As we're getting ready to wind down and start our initial descent on this podcast. <laughs> what is the twins percent chance of winning the twenty twenty World Series? Right now, no more moves. Five percent, maybe. I think that's generous. Okay. Swap Homer Bailey for Mad Bum. What's the percent? Six or seven. Six. Okay. Sure. Okay. So yeah. we, we are speaking the exact same language here. I'm surprised that we, I'm surprised that there's tension in this room. It's, it's, it's the You la- feel it. I know you do. It's yes, that, for so sure. It's so thick you could cut I want to punch you right in the neck right now. <laughs> 
it's not just that you didn't really upgrade your pitching rotation to the yeah. degree to which I think we both agree you needed to improve your pitching rotation if you're serious about winning championships or even being a contender. Yeah. It's that along with the fact that you let another hole open up on your roster at a corner infield spot yeah, that's dur- during a competitive window. Like, you didn't just not address a weakness. I say at all, you say to the degree to which they should have addressed it, right? Is that a fair a fair assessment of what you're saying? Yeah. About what f- they did with the rotation? That's fair. I would have okay. rather had Garrett Cole. So not only did you not do that and address the weakness that ultimately cost you a playoff series and, and ended your season, sure. now you let another hole open up elsewhere sure. on your roster at a corner infield spot. Because we're going to be, now we're down to Mitch Moreland, if you don't sign Josh Donaldson, or worse. Or A-Ray Adrianza. A-Ray Adrianza, yes. Marwin Gonzalez, yeah, that's right. a bunch of guys rotate. And I like Marwin Gonzalez, but I like him in sort of the, the jack-of-all-trades yeah. role, where he's moving all over the field and yeah. giving guys spells off. And he wasn't even that good last year. I was kind of surprised. I thought he'd have a better year. He was very really productive in the first few months of the season, then kind of tailed off. I really like his he's one of those guys whose whose value isn't always reflected on the stats page. Right. So I totally like Marwin's a plus and he's a plus for the clubhouse. He's just a plus dude. Mm-hmm. But like his stats weren't that great last year. So anyways, I agree that there is a hole on the roster right now and I think that the twins should address it. I was surprised while I was on vacation um <sighs> Uh, working on this bronze suntan that I've got going here ahead of spring training in Fort Myers. So dark, dude. So dark. Uh, you didn't recognize no, me. No, not well, at all. Yesterday when I yeah. bumped into you, did a little double take. I was like, we hired another Arab here? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, from Oslo, Norway. Um, I was surprised that the Twins are, are are putting out there through the media that they are pessimistic about their chances to sign Josh Donaldson because I think signing Josh Donaldson and the number that I had in my head just randomly was 4 and 102. You get that deal done. I'm not scared by the number. I'm not scared by his age 37 season mm-hmm. when you have a World Series trophy in your case. It doesn't concern me. Right. But I was surprised that they're now pessimistic about it when apparently Donaldson's side is floating out that they're looking for 4-110 and first one to hit it gets it. Ah, uh, okay, all right, that's a really rich contract. But if the Twins got Donaldson, no matter the price, I think your tune completely changes, right? I think so, yes. Hey, the pitching rotation is still the same and you still have to make a move there in July, but this is clearly the best and most talented team on paper in the division. They're going to win the Central. Sano plays first, Donaldson plays third, whatever you figure out the pieces after. You just added like a five-win player and got better. Yeah. No, if they add Donaldson, and this is what I said when I complained that they didn't go and get Madison Bumgarner, name the pitcher, who yeah. I, I was upset that they didn't get. Every time I put the disclaimer on it, I will take all this back if they get somebody as good or better than player X. Sure. If they get Josh Donaldson, again, I'm saying right now the offseason is verging on disaster. If they get Josh Donaldson or somebody of that caliber or somewhere, somebody in that neighborhood for one of the corner infield spots, yeah. I feel a little bit better. And yeah, Homer Bailey and Rich Hill, they kind of they, they put a finger in the hole in the dam for the time being. Sure. And hopefully you get to July before you get flooded out and the dam just breaks on you. <laughs> May hopefully that's what happens. I still think that they should have done more to upgrade their pitching, sure. but I'll feel I will feel better about this offseason if you get a Josh Donaldson or a Chris Bryant. Oh. 
What was that? Sorry, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. I said Chris Bryant. Cubs star third baseman. Cubs third baseman Chris Bryant is what I'm saying, Derek Wedmore. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That is a World Series attitude. That's a World Series attitude. I'm sorry that it has to come at the cost of your Cubs, but as we continue our descent Mm -hmm. into uh, MSP here, please make sure your tray tables are locked. Seats are in their upright position. Seatbelts fastened. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just... I'm going to introduce a concern in my closing arguments here. Okay. Those trades still open. You know, I I started the offseason talking about, like, Mookie Betts and Anthony Rendon. And I was just talking about adding star power to a team and not pigeonholing yourself into this idea of, like, well, I don't know. There are four pitchers we could pay in free agency. And otherwise, we're just out of luck. Poor us. Poor old twins. No, you could have made a trade. I thought, go for it. You know, like, think about all of these different ways and look. I'm only half-heartedly criticizing the Twins for an office because I know that they will have thought about these same creative things. Well, while some people are making fun of me on Twitter for talking about Mookie Betts, the Twins were talking about Mookie Betts, right? So, yeah. And Chris Bryant is probably on that list, I'm guessing. You'd be stupid if you're a front office and you hear Francisco Lindor, Mookie Betts, Chris Bryant might be on the trade market. Corey Kluber, and, and you don't Mike get, Clevenger. And you don't gather around a table and go, is there a package that we can put together for this guy? Gosh, like, should we think about you're this? You're an incompetent front office right. if, if that doesn't cross your desk. Hey, researchers, are you busy? Good, because <laughs> right? I need you to look up Francisco Lindor and what he could do for us over the next two years. I need that on my desk by Monday at 9. Thanks. Seriously, you're, you're really, you're really not doing your job if you 100%. don't at least try and put together some kind of package for a guy of that caliber. So I'm not closing the door on any of those things yet. They're 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 not done with the offseason, I would guess. Sure. I'm, I'm just guessing. Um, it's possible that they're done, and then that's a bit of a concern. But a secondary concern is this, Rami. Uh, as we approach the runway, I feel bad for dumping this on you. <laughs> just, But feel free to react to this as long as you want. We, we got time. We can circle a little bit if okay. we need to. All right. I think there is a route to trade for star players in some way but my concern is twofold if the twins are unwilling to consider the possibility as they've led us to believe publicly that uh royce lewis would end up on a trading negotiation table or alex kirloff would now personally i'm not trading those guys but you want to talk about Matt Chapman like Royce did earlier this offseason? You talk about those guys. You're talking about Royce Lewis now. It's Kirloff. Right. For sure. Like, you hope those guys become Matt Chapman. Right. Okay, anyways. My concern is twofold. One, you wouldn't be willing to to talk about the biggest assets within your organization. So that just kind of brings down the ceiling of what you can hope to trade for. All right? That's concern number one. Concern number two there are some other really good teams out there who right now feel like they still need to get better. Yeah, The Angels is a prime example that I keep bringing up. Uh, landing spot for former Twins catcher Jason Castro. Love that landing spot for him, by the way. That Angels team is going to be fun and deep and good. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, uh, Justin Upton. Oh, a little guy named Anthony Rendon. Like, that's a good team. Yeah. They don't Francisco have enough. Francisco Lindor, or not Francisco Lindor, uh, third baseman. They signed for Rendon from the yeah, Rendon. Nationals. Yeah, Rendon. Yep, yep, okay. yep. And uh, Simmons, how can you forget Simmons? Favorite shortstop to watch in Major League Baseball. But they need pitching. And so these trade targets that we're talking about all winter Same long. Same thing that happened to you in the free agent market. Exactly. Yes. John Gray, Herman Marquez, Matthew Boyd, any of these guys who might ostensibly be available now or in July 
I mean, you've got a you've got com- competition at that table. You so those are bring my up concerns. the Dodgers, who have every resource right. in the world and are just pissed off that they can't close the job <laughs> and are you doing should. anything that they can. By the way, if you think Twins Twitter is melting down, read oh Dodgers Twitter right now. Dude. Oh my God! Candidate for Team of the Decade, and their fans are having a none of it. They are so <laughs> pissed right now. So just, anyways, for what it's worth, I'm I'm nervous that they won't sit at the top end of that trade table if that's their route and i'd be a little nervous if i was the twins that there are other buyers out there probably willing to buy and maybe going to go top your price throw that on the flaming pile of my concerns about what they have and haven't done with this roster already and what 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 is on the horizon for this roster as we move towards the season then eventually towards the trade deadline in july i'm sorry to dump this on you that's quite all right i really am this is like not how i wanted to end the the show that's the most sensible thing you said the whole show It took you 25 minutes, but you finally, <laughs> you finally said something that made sense. I was just warming up. <laughs> just warming up, getting the vocal cords ready. When are to you go. back with another uh, Score North Twins show? Twins show will be Thursday, the mm-hmm. Hot Stove Edition with Mackie. I'm really right. looking forward to that. And I'm nervous, Rami, oh. for our date tomorrow on Score North Live. Derek will be in for the 1 o'clock hour, and Derek goes to the movies at about one forty-five. Super nervous because this movie is the one. Like, I'm legitimately, I thought about this this morning. Have you watched I'm it nervous. Yet? You no, got the Big Lebowski. Have you watched it yet? I haven't watched it okay. yet. And that's what makes me so nervous. No movie in my life has come with a greater heap of hype than The Big Lebowski, and I'm so scared. You got to like it. I prob- there, you, you're gonna have you have to like this. Look, movie. there are two options: either I'll love it and it'll be one of my favorite movies, or you and I aren't friends anymore. This is a very weird day for me. I think me. you'll like this. We're one. at a crossroads, Rami. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how you didn't like Christmas Vacation, but I think you're gonna like Big Lebowski. Okay. Not liking Christmas Vacation makes me question you as a person. <laughs> It's okay. All right. But Big Lebowski is smart and funny, and I think you appreciate okay. smart and funny, and it's it, it hits all the notes. Thank it you. It hits all the notes. It's a Coen Brothers movie. I know you said you don't know anything about the Coen Brothers. They're brilliant. Uh, I've seen- uh, Minnesota natives. Huh? Yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. a couple Coen right. Brothers flicks, and uh, I have a surprise for you, but I'll, I'll save it for uh, Derek Goes to the Movies tomorrow. That's Score tomorrow on Score North Live. You can hear that show every weekday, noon to two. Derek sits in for the one o'clock hour on Wednesdays. This here is the Score North AL Central Champion. Twins show, and uh, it's live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 race. You can listen to this anytime you want. Scorenorth.com, Scorenorth mobile app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Derek will be back Thursday with another Twins show with Phil Mackey. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. 